I'm Dermot Hussey. Welcome to Riffin Radio, the podcast. It's a collection of interviews with artists from various genres, spanning three decades and giving more context to the music we love. Gilberto Gil, singer, songwriter, and guitarist, is one of Brazil's foremost artists and a former minister of culture. Gilberto is a great admirer of Bob Marley's music. In 1981, as a mark of respect to Marley, who died that year, Gilberto came to Jamaica to record at Marley's Tough Gong studio with his band, The Whalers. I spoke to him then. The very special thing for me was like being there, like, you know, having the joy of being, joining, you know, family and his brother and all the other cats, you know, and the people, the studio, the atmosphere, the Rastaman vibration type of thing, you know, which I've been loving for long and without being able to come and check. And, and, and mingle with, and this is was that was the, the special thing for me. And of, of course, I mean musically, we were doing some fusion, <laughs> some fusion, you know, mixing some feelings that I bring with me of the natural habitual thing in Brazil, which is very pop and. Mixed with rock and roll, also very Western and that kind of thing. As I think Jamaica is awesome. And I think they are, we are, we have a kind of brotherhood that must be developed. Particularly with reggae, I think of all Brazilian artists, you were perhaps the, the first one to have really recorded, um, the music with a kind of, uh, insight as well as an appreciation. For instance, one of your first recordings that I heard using the reggae experience was um, Bob Marley's No Woman No Crying. Yeah. How did you get exposed to the music? That was uh, first in, in London. Um, I was in London until 1972. And by the beginning of 70, 1971, the whole reggae thing started, you know, coming to Notting Hill Gate and where I lived you know, in London by that time. I, I had been exiled, you know, in England from Brazil for three years. And then I, I, I had to spend some time in London. By the time reggae was already being, you know, airplayed in some areas in, in Notting Hill Gate by the Mangrove restaurant and that. You know, that kind of thing. And I, I was there. And then Brazil, after I was in Maranhão, up north, a state up north of Brazil, near, near the Amazon area, which has got a lot of influence from the Caribbean area, you know. And I was there and I heard uh, Jimmy Cliff's version of No Woman No Crime for the first time. That was 1974, five. Very, and then I became very enthusiastic about that song. And when I I went 
back to Rio, I found out about, you know, the record and I got it. And, and then a month, oh, one year later, I, a, a version, you know, some words in Portuguese came for me. I wrote them and I sang and I recorded only in 1978 because of the censorship in Brazil. Uh, what the song was about, like, you know, the, the, the poor people in, in the streets uh, being persecuted by police, that kind of stuff. I mean, the same as, as the same experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. You mentioned um, earlier that you were in exile. No, that's unusual for a, for a singer and a composer to be placed in exile. Where, where, where were you put in exile? Why? Yes. Uh, that, that was due to the coup d'etat that happened in Brazil in 1968. The military took over power and, and they were very restrict on, on behavior and, and, you know. What, what was your music kind of thing? And my music was revolutionary in a sense in Brazil because we were using a lot, a lot of rock and roll stuff from, in terms of ideas, you know, mixing them with Brazilian rhythms and doing a, a whole new thing that was called Tropicalia. Mm. Then that was bothering some, how, you know, the, the regime, the new military closed type of regime, you know, they, they, they prefer to have some, uh, you know, some bothering kids, you know, out of the... How different was Tropicalia from uh, the kind of Brazilian song that became popular in the 60s, especially in the United States? Bossa Nova. Bossa Nova. Uh, Tropicalia came right after Bossa Nova, just, just to sort of consolidate, so to, to, to codify, you know, some of the things that, that important things that Bossa Nova had, you know, aroused. And, and we, we did something that was like a reggae was for, for Jamaica, you know, a mixing of roots with rock, you know, with electronics and, and media and, and, you know, success and money and, and religion somehow and, you know, and creeds and, and freedom, that the same, same, same sort of stuff. Brazilian music, popular music seems to undergo, as you've just been saying, a lot of uh, influences, mixes. Does that, uh, do you ever feel that the Brazilian, the true Brazilian song, which is perhaps Samba, Samba that, that it, does that affect it, all that fusion? No, or does it enrich it? Enrich it. Like if you if you look in the island for the old cats I mean, that play the old Jamaican, you know, future old kind of stuff. I mean, the reggae is there, you know. And they and and they are there also, you know. I mean yes. doing that way, the most simple or different way that they did it before. Like the samba in Brazil is going to remain the same. I mean the schools of samba are so strong institutions in Brazil, you know, that 
I mean, they, they're going to remain. And the samba is very important for other people. It's so different from, from all other kind of rhythm, you know, styles in the world. That's, it's, it's there to remain. Cause I, 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 I have no fear about that. <laughs> samba is certainly one of the, one of the great rhythms of the world. And in fact, much of the, the spice or the, the bedrock of that music seems to come from where you were born in Bahia. Yeah. What is it about Bahia that is so important to Brazilian music? It's culturally, Bahia is the most important uh, cultural area in Brazil because it was the first place, you know, the Portuguese came where Brazil was discovered and, and colonized the, 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 the initial nuclear, you know, attitude due towards civilizing the country was in Bahia with, you know, the first capital, the first big town and that kind of thing. And, and 80% of black people, I mean, the population of the area, Salvador is uh, an area with almost 5 million people living in mostly black and with the uh, keeping, um, of the traditional religious African, you know, and heritage and, and the whole thing. Bahia is very special in Brazil. All Brazil, all the nation recognizes it, you know. It's like a, the first place and still has a flavor, you know, when that kind of... So it wasn't difficult for you to get into music as a young man? Then. No, 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 not at all. How did that happen? Oh, I very, from very, very early days, like two, three years of age, I was really interested in music. I used to mind and think about music and, and do my own music in my mind all the time. And I was, as I was growing, gradually, like at, at 10, I, I took the accordion, you know, my mother sent me to a school to learn how to play it. I learned, then I played. And accordion was very important because Luis Gonzaga, the guy that, that did the bayon, which is a very important rhythmical part in Brazil, he played accordion and he was very, he was the greatest pop country star, you know, in, 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 in Brazil. And I loved his music and I had a lot to do, you know, with sort of wanting to learn from, from, from that area. And then at eight, I, when, I, when I was 18, then I played the guitar for the first time. My mother also gave me, gave me an, a guitar, acoustic Spanish guitar, which I reuse a lot in Brazil. And it's a rich tradition in Brazil. It's a rich tradition in Brazil, yes. And... And then it started, you know, one song, the first song, and then jingles. And in Salvador, I went to do, you know, to, to mingle with studio people and like doing jingles and things and training my poetry and my communication at the pop level, you know, at the pop. Mm -hmm. And that kind of thing. And then after I graduated from the school of administration, business administration, and then I went to Sao Paulo to work on that. And the Bossa Nova was hot by that time. 
in Sao Paulo and Rio. And I just got together with the guys, the Baden Powell, and Vinicius de Moraes, and Tom Jobim, and George Bain, and all the kids. You were also part of a group called Los Baianos. Los Baianos, yes, because we came, when I came mm. to Sao Paulo after school, Caetano, Veloso, Veloso, Caetano Veloso came with me, Maria Bethania, you know, his sister came also, you know, was a singer, Gal Costa, uh-huh. and then, and Tom Zed, another guy, and then many came, many others came after that, you know, to real, and we started a new cycle for Bahia, that's why it comes Bahia again as a place that is very uh, fertile, that kind of a resource. Yeah, resource, mm-hmm. hello. So did you did tropicalist or tropicalismo, and then you had another movement in which you were involved, or you, you went off into something? No, that I went off that because of tropicalismo, I had to leave Brazil, and I lived in England. I started by... I would say because of, of that push, that impulse, I have my, my whole interest towards, you know, internationalizing my work, you know, came. And then I, I just became that what I was. And I, I have been and I am today, I mean, that kind of crossover, crossing over everything, you know, that comes from black music, from you know, from swinging, from funking, from skanking, from samba, samba, from rumba, from, you know, cumbia, from fandango, from it's, everything. Yeah, it's complete. I like, I like the whole thing, you know, I really like, I feel like I'm, I'm from all of those places. And I, I feel like I'm Jamaican, I feel like I'm Puerto Rican, I feel like I, I am Cuban, I am Nigerian, I am King, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I identify with the music. So, um, and I, I was given, I was gift, kind of gift, you know, with a little talent and a port opportunity to, to reach the media and to reach the, the spot, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I use it, you know, to do my living and, and to make people happy and that sort of way. <laughs> Whatever I can do with it. <laughs> what kind of differences, if any, did you see between, say, the the samba and the reggae rhythm? Oh, uh, the the samba is up tempo all the time. I mean, the feeling is up, up, up tempo all over. You know the pieces, and in 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 Jamaican music, we can feel a little more. The, the the quietness, the, the I would say the 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 surrounding, the the, the, the the surrendering of, of of the soul to the to the beat to the main one beat, which I mean, somebody's a little rebel in in this sense. They want to be like uh, shaking, not really. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They are very, I mean, they are Shango-like, I mean, the god of war, thunder, and of the war, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody comes from, a lot from that 
those tribes in Africa that had that kind of feeling that goes like, you know, here we can see something more North African, you know, in reggae, in reggae, in Jamaican music in general, in Caribbean music in general, uh, something that comes more from North, you know, Ethiopia and, and Niger and, you know, tribes, Senegal. In your music as well, you seem to uh, employ formal chords, whereas in all music, we sort of leave those spaces kind of open and allow the, the rhythm to sort of fill. Mm -hmm. You use much more chords and you sort of far more, I think, conscious of, um, of melody. Yeah, we, the bossa nova gave that. I mean, the Brazilian music has been for, since the Choro, since Pichinguinha, a great flute player and, and song writer, you know, and everything from the big bands, from Jacob do Bandolin, a great bandolin player. You know, we have a tradition of jazz bands, you know, from the feet, from the twenties and thirties and doing good music. We had a, a, a kind of quality of music called Choro. I mean, whalers that we have the whalers in Brazil, groups of whalers, you know, people that groups and groups of, of players, you know, playing guitars and mandolins and, and tambourines and flute and, you know, lots of things called the regionalized, regionals groups. And they did the choro, which means the whaley music. <laughs> And after that, I mean, Jorge Gilberto and the Bossa Nova, Tojo B, I mean, contributed a lot with jazz um, progressions, new concepts of harmonies, new harmonies developing from the jazz and from the, and that rainy area, you know, of music. And you and I observe that in the Brazilian and music. Brazilian music, all of us, you know, we have a bit of that you know, naturally. We all mm. go into chords and into the complex harmonies and kind of... But as, as a matter of fact, I mean, lately I've been simplifying a lot my stuff. I mean, like, I, I, I love being basic, like being able to, to, to come any place and share a chord immediately. On, you know, so you have a real affinity for reggae then, as uh, you said, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. as it, it tends to yeah. operate around more simpler musical values. Oh, yeah, I love this. These two tunes that you're, or rather, three tunes that you're doing in Jamaica, are they part of a new album that's coming up? Yeah, yes, I'm doing them exactly to have them on the next coming album for. August, I think, in Brazil, and I hope in some, some other places in Europe, sure, in Japan, maybe here in Jamaica, who knows? <laughs> Reggae is very popular in Brazil. I, for instance, was astounded when I went there, how, how warmly they welcome the music. Mm -hmm. But there's just one problem. Uh, Brazil is 10 hours away by, by plane. <laughs> it seems, you know, a continent, well, it's a continent away. How can one bridge the gap even more closely. Music has made it. But yeah, this kind of cultural exchange in a sense that you have initiated by coming to Jamaica. Yeah. That's difficult to to tell. I mean the way it could 
could come through. Um, I think the, for the, as a first step, I mean, the artists, I mean, the, the singers and players, the bands have to do it. I mean, we have to exchange more uh, music, live music, as we start, you know, changing some recorded music already. So let us say, I mean, Jimmy Cliff has been to Brazil twice, more than twice recently, in the, next, in the last four years, he's been twice. One of the times I, w I was with him, we did a tour. Peter, Joe, you were the, right. there with him, Peter Tosh, and he's been there. Um, and I am coming here now, the first maybe of this new generation Brazilian musician to come here. And, and I think we have to do that. I mean, there, there will be some festivals in Brazil that I would like to invite bands from here to go. I would like to come to play here and bring some friends also. I think we have to start there. Then we will be on the planes, you know, buying the tickets every year. Then 20, 50 more people coming in and out of the, our respective countries. And you know that I think that's, that's the way for now. Apart from that, I mean, I would just say hello, 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 uh, both companies and air companies and tourist departments of mayor and promoters and things, just do something, just, you know, like a boat for Jamaica. Real, real Kingston. Kingston real would be nice to have in the summer. A boat that we could sort of come, you know, <laughs> playing like doing five days on a boat and then in Kingston and then five days in a boat then in, in Brazil. I mean, there are so many things to be done and as long as the Money makers want it. <laughs> so be that you you're going to be here for a very short time, so probably your impressions of Jamaica will be, you know, very narrow in perspective. But with the chance that you might come back and spend a longer time, absorb more of the the musical expression. I really do want that to happen. I I came that time like so quickly to check on this. Street musical side of it, you know. But then I, I'll come very soon, as soon as I as I can, to really stay a little in the island, you know. And you know the little thing, I mean, go. I love the mango trees all over the place, man. I love even in Kingston, where I've been only here. I mean so many old and new mango trees, you know. <laughs> So many and breadfruit trees and that sort of, I mean, that's so similar to Brazil. It's very similar to my land. And that's, that's the same for me. It's like being old. Portuguese has a special thing to it that comes out in your music. It's a kind of soft language. Yeah. And that's why the Brazilian love songs, in my view, are so infectious. Yeah. They have a kind of soft quality. The Brazilian Portuguese, the one that was developed, you know, colonially in Brazil, became a very, became the soft, the softest of the Latin languages, you know. And for music, it's just beautiful. For swinging music, especially, 
music that that flows and that floats. It's 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 very important. In Brazil, has a kind of advantage on Spanish, even on Spanish, uh, and Italian and French, and, and of course, English is a very, especially weirdly, strangely, is a very floating language for music because of the black people. No, the same as the Portuguese in Brazil. I detect also from watching you play football, Brazilians, that some of that feel in the music, that kind of shifting, is also there. Yeah, yeah, the samba, they associate, you know, samba and football in Brazil. The same feeling that gives that the dribbling, you know, thing. That, that's why I said they, 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 they want to be in the air, like never putting the foot on, you know, on the ground, never. They like to float. The samba is it's like a bird. Thanks for listening to Riffin Radio with Dermot Hussey. Be sure to like us and subscribe. We put out a podcast a week. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram at R-I-F-F-I-N Radio, Facebook Dermot Hussey, and check out our YouTube channel, Riffin Radio.